Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome to the broadcast. I come to you today, um, I guess, with somewhat of a heavy heart. We're going to talk first about this so-called debt forgiveness. Because we need to understand first and foremost, this is not debt forgiveness. This is debt transfer. It's moving debt from individuals to the taxpayer. This is not a gift from Joe Biden. Not in the least bit. It's something politicians love to do. They love to come across as magnanimous, generous, caring, with other people's money. Now, if Joe Biden were a multi-billionaire, if he were somebody like Elon Musk, for instance... And then he decided to come along and say, you know what? I'm going to use a good part of my wealth to pay off student loan debt. I'd have one view of this. But instead, what we're seeing is yet another transfer of wealth and something that's going to add to inflation. And if you don't believe me, you can forget what Vince Coakley thinks. You can listen to one of the experts. We will tell you what that expert has to say. By the way, this is someone who worked for the Obama administration. So you can't accuse me of being simply partisan. But before I even go into the specifics of what the president is doing here, and boy, we could go into all kinds of questions of legitimacy When has the president ever had the authority? And again, where's the law? What law has been passed to make this possible? This is crazy. It's absolutely crazy on every level. Before I even go into the specifics of this, I want to remind you of my view. My view of limited government. I believe that's what the Constitution calls for. There are only a few things the federal government ought to be involved in. Education is not one of them. Higher education, student loan debt, these are areas the federal government has no business being involved in. I was very critical years ago when Barack Obama took the position of moving 
student loan debt away from private companies to the federal government. From a political standpoint, it's brilliant. It's quite brilliant because the goal here is again to increase dependency on big government. That's the agenda here. And it grows and it grows and it grows. This is one of the problems we run into when we play this game of whack-a-mole. That's what we're doing. It's whack-a-mole. The Democrats do this over here. They spin this over here. They spin that over here. They start this program. And we don't have Republicans who are ready to get toward the root. The root of it is... The federal government has no legitimacy. They have no jurisdiction in this area from a constitutional standpoint. And nobody has made that case. So if we end up arguing over student loans and higher education from a federal standpoint, we're already standing on the wrong ground because there is no place for the federal government in these areas. None. Zero. I have to tell you, I'm, I'm very grieved by this. But at the same time, I recognize what this is. This is a brazen political act. And do you have any question about the timing of this? Just weeks before the primaries where we will determine who controls the House and the Senate. This is how these folks operate. It's all about politics. They don't care about you. See, the fact of the matter is, Joe Biden's going to be dead and gone when all of us are still paying for all of this student loan debt. You know that? And he's going to be heralded. Oh, he came along and he forgave the student debt of millions of Americans. And he's dead and gone. And you're still paying for it. He gets the credit. You get the bill. This is how politicians work. In addition to this, the federal student loan repayment pause continues until December 31st. The loan repayments, the pause in repayments, was supposed to end at the end of this month, August 31st. Now, these changes could provide relief for up to 43 million borrowers including canceling the full remaining balance for roughly 20 million borrowers, according to the White House. This will be especially of benefit to women. I want you to listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. Women hold nearly two-thirds of all student loan debt in the U.S. Did you know that? And black borrowers who are disproportionately burdened by student loan debt Pretty amazing, isn't it? The president tweeted an outline of the changes 
for giving up to $20,000 in student loan debt for Americans who attended colleges and universities on federal Pell Grants and up to $10,000 for Americans who did not attend schools on Pell Grants. This would only apply to borrowers who earn $125,000 or less per year. Under this plan, individual borrowers who took out a federal student loan that make 125000 or less per year qualify for loan forgiveness. Those who are married or in a household making combined $250,000 a year, and current student borrowers whose parents fall under the income caps, also eligible for loan forgiveness. And there's more. The Department of Education also specified that borrowers who recently paid off or made payments to their federal student loans during the repayment pause may also be able to request a refund of loan repayments made since March 2020. Isn't that wonderful? Parents who also took out Parent PLUS loans or direct loans from the federal government also qualify for loan forgiveness. <laughs> Isn't this just wonderful? 45 million Americans have $1.6 trillion in student loan debt. There's a nice debt bubble, isn't it? <sighs> Love to get your thoughts on this as we continue. Stay with us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. On the Vince Coakley radio program, we're talking about this so-called debt forgiveness plan, which is basically just a debt transfer plan. And this has a lot of people fired up. Let's go first out to Robert. Good morning, Robert. Welcome. Uh, good morning, Vince. I appreciate you uh, taking my phone call. Great show, as always. Uh, certainly want to make myself perfectly clear on this subject at hand. Um, I I'm all for, if a youngster wants to go to college, I'm all for them being uh, able to get scholarship money, uh, some aid as far as being able to, to get into a particular college they want to go to. Most of these colleges are flush with money anyways from endowments, uh, et cetera. 
However, when you go to sign a loan, like I did going to college, uh, then you should be expected to pay that loan back. It's as pretty pretty simple as that. Just like, uh, you know, since I've been out of college in, what, 1983, purchased several homes. Nobody forced me to sign the paperwork for those homes. I was uh, uh, clearly told that if I don't pay the mortgage or don't pay the property taxes, they come get your home. Same with the car loans, same thing. What kind of message are we sending to people? To me, this is not by, uh, with the, this administration, Biden's administration in office, this is not so much about trying to help people. This is more about trying to buy votes. And uh, in, in my estimation, this is socialism uh, at, its, uh, at its truest form or, or what have you. And, uh, and, and that's where we're at. And my understanding is uh, uh, President Biden does not have the authority to, uh, to execute this. This has to all go through Congress. And uh, I certainly want to uh, say thank you for uh, taking my phone call. Well, thanks very much for your call, Robert. Thanks for being a stand-up citizen, you know, doing what you're supposed to do, which is you take out this loan, the student loan, you pay it off, you purchase a house, you pay for it. It's kind of a novel idea, isn't it? By the way, before I go to another call, let me briefly explain something to you about affordable education. Let me give you a comparison of affordable education, according to Vince Coakley, according to Common Sense, according to Smart Economics, and affordable education, according to the federal government. Let me tell you about the latter first. Affordable education, affordable college, is colleges jacking up the prices as much as they want. And the federal government basically telling you, you can borrow as much as you want so you can afford college. That's affordable college, according to bureaucrats. Just basically opening up the treasury of the United States of America to subsidize these colleges, no matter how big these bills become. In fact, the incentive is to keep raising those. If you ever have a chance to look at it, I saw a graph comparing the cost of many other things, whether it's cars, houses, and then show the cost of two things, health care and education. See what happens to those by comparison to every other area. Now, other areas show there is kind of an incline. A gradual incline in prices. But in healthcare and in education, it's almost going straight up. Why does that happen? Can I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it's the frickin' federal government. Anything they get involved in, financially or otherwise, becomes more expensive. Because as long as you keep throwing money into it, there is no incentive to control the prices. They're doing the wrong thing. You need to starve these colleges of money, of federal money. Get the federal money out. What will have to happen? These colleges will have to compete. They'll have to lower their prices. They'll have to stop having people with these exorbitant salaries, bureaucrats on campus, professors, so-called, who don't even teach and are doing whatever kinds of research. 
they're going to have to stop this stuff. That's what's going to have to happen. Some belt tightening. And then competing. Hey, we're going to lower our tuition $10,000. Come to our school. When is the last time you've seen this happening? And the same thing in the medical field. Why don't you see this kind of competition? Because the freaking federal government's got its nasty, grubby fingers in it. Let me give you an example of the kind of thing, and, and this also impacts quality, too. Without going too much into the specifics, I receive a certain type of medical treatment. Okay? And it's covered by my insurance. Well, a few months ago, the federal government decided through Medicare, Medicaid, whatever, they're only going to pay for a certain type of treatment. And as a result, my doctor's office has reduced the quality of the treatment to match what the stupid federal government pays for. Even though I'm not getting the money from the federal government. My insurance company covered everything. But they've reduced the service they're providing to match what Medicaid and Medicare are doing. Do you see how the federal government has a negative impact on both areas, higher education and health care? You want to see improvements in this area? Get the federal government out. Make these colleges tighten their belts and compete. Cut out the student loans. Make college truly affordable. That's how it works. This is not complicated, ladies and gentlemen. Denise, welcome to the broadcast out of Columbia this morning. Hey, Ben. We have the technology in 2022 to deliver quality education by the best professors in America right to your living room and your lazy boy in your pajamas. But we don't want to do that. We want to give students the experience of a college education. But that's not really what I called for. Um, we, we right now, this forgiveness of 20000 I want everyone to Google just Google low graduation rates, South Carolina colleges, and see what you're paying for. This $20,000 is going to pay for a kid who went to college in some of the colleges that have no entrance requirements, and I know which ones those are, and they've had this for decades. They take kids with Pell Grants who are going to be eligible for 20000 of forgiveness, and they bring them into college. No intention for them to attend class or get anything greater than a D, drop out at the end of their freshman year, but they have their Pell Grant money, and now they will have the 20000 of student debt they may have incurred is now going to be forgiven. We, we keep thinking about this as though we're talking about graduates. We're not talking about graduates. We're talking about attendees who didn't even belong there in the first My place. Goodness. If we want to deliver free education to every student in America, whether they're qualified to, to think at, the, at, at a college level or not, then we just need to institute grades 13, 14, 15, and 16 into the public school system because we don't There's, need them to be getting education. That's, that's an interesting today. idea, Denise. I thank you very much for your call. Stay with us.
Back on the Vince Coakley radio program. Vince, my wife has her doctorate. I believe this is an education. It took her four years to earn her doctorate degree from a real university. She's a teacher at an elementary school. Makes around $80,000 a year. Plus, she makes $300 a semester per student as an adjunct professor. All of her student loans paid by us. Not surprised. Government subsidization or involvement will always, always lead to the high cost of mediocre everything, except for the elite who can afford the high prices. Yeah. Why pay institutions that teach social activism instead of social responsibilities? Well, who wants responsibility? I mean, look at, <laughs> look at this. <laughs> Why should you be responsible when the government will be responsible for you? This texture says, hey, I can be bought, but I'm not cheap. My vote will cost more than $10,000. <laughs> By the way, we're going to go back in time a little bit. This is 2020. I think Breitbart dug this up. It's Elizabeth Warren back in 2020. In a conversation with a father who paid off his daughter's student loans. You have to listen very closely on this, but it, it, it really tells you everything about the scam that it is. Uh, listen up. This is a taxpayer having a conversation with Elizabeth Warren after her speech. Listen up. Uh, I just want to ask one question. My daughter's getting out of school. I saved all my money. She doesn't have any student loans. So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us that did the right thing get screwed. No, it's not even like that's screwed. When we well, of course we did. My buddy had fun, bought a car, went on vacations. I saved my money. He made more than I did. But I worked a double shift, worked extra. My daughter's work, she was 10. So you're laughing. Yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. We did the right thing, and we get screwed. I appreciate that. We did the right thing, we get screwed. Yeah. My buddy had fun, bought a car, went on all the vacations. I saved my money. He makes more than I did. I worked a double shift. There's your compassion, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> There's your compassion. They don't give a rat's rear end about you. And they're all laughing. They're all laughing. Because they know politically this is a winner. No matter what. Even if this bombs and somehow they can't do it, they're going to get an eff They're going to get credit for their effort because it demonstrates how much they care. Isn't it wonderful? They care so much. Let's go out to another call from Eric. Good morning, Eric. Hey, Vince. Uh, hey, like your show. I listen to it all the time. But Thank you. I'm probably going to disagree with you on this one. Go for it. And here's why. Um, How's this any different? I mean, we give the, we the government, the taxpayer, we're uh, funding PPP loans that aren't forgiven. We're we give big tax breaks to the rich. We subsidize corporations. How's this any different? I mean, we're giving a. Does it, here's the question, and and I'm not I'm not picking on you here, Eric, because I hear people make these excuses. Well, we give welfare to all. Why don't we just stop all of it? 
Why don't we stop making excuses for any group and not add any additional expensive expenses? Let's stop. Just stop it. I, I, I agree. I, okay. I don't like any of it. But I, if we're going to give the rich a bunch of tax cuts, okay, we might as well give ten a little bit of $10,000. Okay, stop a moment. Wait a second. Give the rich tax cuts. You're talking about giving – I don't care who it is. You're talking about giving people their money back. That's their money. They earned it. That's not ours. That's not yours. And, and I, this is my position on every, everything. If they gave the uh, refunded tax money to people that if they decided to give tax cuts to everybody except for me, I would still be in support because that's their money. You understand what I'm saying? We've got to get out of this mindset of, well, this person, this group got that. Uh, what it comes down to, can we go even deeper than this, Eric? And because this goes to a broader question, too, we're all over the place here. How about just having a, uh, a, a tax, a consumption tax for everybody? Get rid of the IRS. No more tax credits. No more IRS. No more filings. Let's just do a consumption tax for everybody. What do you think about that, Eric? Oh, I, hey, I'm I'm with you. I don't like I don't like all the uh, the giveaways and the handouts. I'm I'm right there with you. But the fact that we we are not doing that, right? I don't see a problem with giving ten thousand bucks to some middle class students if you're going to do all this other stuff they do. And I, and I hear what you're saying, Eric. It's it's at some point. You know, people are asking, "Where's mine?" Right? Isn't that what's happening here? Where, where's my, where's my piece of the pie? Yeah, that's exactly, I, that's exactly what I'm saying. I finally, uh, Eric. Thanks a lot for calling. It's good to hear from you. By the way, the reason I have that line going through my head, I was hanging out with a friend of mine watching uh, one of the channels had Jefferson's episodes back to back. You know, finally got a piece of the pie. Okay, <laughs> I had to do that. So I, this is what people want. You know, they look and see that this business gets that and this individual gets this from the government. Well, why don't I get my piece? By the way, I, I have a compliment and a criticism of dear leader Mitch McConnell, you know, Mitch McConnell from my former home state of Kentucky. Here's what he had to say. Democrat student loan socialism is a slap in the face to working Americans who sacrificed to pay their debt or made different career choices to avoid debt. A wildly unfair redistribution of wealth toward high-earning people. Then he's right. And he's made the argument this is going to make inflation even worse. Reward far-left activists achieve nothing for millions of working American families who can barely tread water. I'm going to tell you more about how people are barely treading water out there. Some of these stories are crazy. Things that you may not know about. How much people around you are struggling. Or maybe you're one of those people. Now, this is where I have to criticize Mitch McConnell. Because if you really want to do something about this, do what I've just been saying. Get the federal government out of this area altogether. 
That's what leadership is about, Mitch. And if you can't do that, please retire and leave us alone. It's time for new leadership. Time, I've said this for a long time. It is time for new leadership that's not just going to do this tit-for-tat thing with Democrats. Let's blow up their entire playground. Their playground that is funded with our money. Stay with us. the text line Vince it seems like a lot of people think this debt vanishes it still has to be paid back Vince being generous with other people's money is not compassion it's theft and distortion am I wrong you're correct it's going to intensify inflation make our government bigger and buy some votes for the Democrats Jeff you are correct we'll talk about this inflation issue coming up Tell Eric the PPP required companies shut down by the government to maintain their employees and make payroll for a required period of time. Hardly the same as a loan forgiveness for people able to work, many of whom never lost a paycheck because they could work remotely. Vince Mitch was one of the only Republicans trying to stop Trump and the rest of the so-called conservatives from giving out the first round of checks during COVID. During the Trump years, and you slam him? At least he's been consistent, not just regurgitating talking points and then flop when Biden continued what Trump started. Vince, I went to college with professional college students. They would either quit a week before graduation or purposely fail the course. What? This is crazy. They went on vacations off of student loans. Oh, yeah, I've seen people like this. I went to school with a friend who, um, he bought a car with some of his money. Yeah, this is how it works. (laughs) We know all the tricks. This is not new at all. I quickly want to get to this. The Biden administration's long-awaited plan to forgive $10,000 in student loan debt for each federal borrower earning under $125,000. Well, it looks like it's going to happen. Erasing up to $300 billion in student loan debt. Not including the 20000 in forgiveness on offer to Pell Grant recipients. You're not going to get applause from one Jason Furman, a Harvard economist and a former economic advisor to, you ready for this? The Obama administration. He did a lengthy Twitter post on this yesterday. Here's what he says. The structure of Biden's student loan forgiveness plan would include higher income law and business school students, as the policy also provides $10,000 in relief to households earning a combined income below 250000 He added the plan could incentivize university to raise tuition costs, encourage more borrowing from students, and ultimately backfire by creating expectations that even larger forgiveness packages are on the way. Ladies and gentlemen, what did I tell you earlier? 
the colleges, they're watching this, and they love it. They love it. More money flowing their way. They can continue the reckless spending and the ridiculously high tuition costs. Why stop? It'll be subsidized by Uncle Sam. Combined. Furman wrote the forgiveness plan could mean everyone else will pay for this either in the form of higher inflation or in higher taxes or lower benefits in the future. (sighs) He's making the point that I made with you earlier. Furman estimated a resulting inflationary effect would require the Fed to raise interest rates by a further 75 basis points. Fellow inflation hawk and former U.S. Treasury Secretary Larry Summers shared Furman's view. Writing earlier this week on Twitter, student loan debt relief is spending that raises demand and increases inflation. He also said if the plan leads universities to raise... It could also have an inflationary effect. I can tell you folks, it will. It will. If you're a college or university, you're watching this. What what about this would discourage you in the least bit from raising prices even further? More money. That's how this works. More money. I mean, it, it, it grieves me to watch this. I love Babylon B's treatment of this. Before we go to break. Biden to forgive $10,000 in student loans and unrelated news. Nation's colleges raise tuition by $10,000. <laughs> President Biden announced plans to forgive $10,000 in student loan debt for anyone making less than $125,000 per year. In completely unrelated news, the nation's colleges and universities announced plans to immediately raise tuition by $10,000. Look, Jack, here's the deal. No malarkey at all. Not a joke, said Biden, before an aide had to step in and explain he was signing an order to forgive student loan debt. Dr. Charles Moneybags, director of the National Association for the Advancement of College Professors, NAACP, (laughs) said he applauds the president's decision to cancel student debt for many borrowers. We're very excited a college education will be more affordable for the next generation of history, of art history majors. Moneybags then went on to explain why immediate tuition increases were necessary. Due to an unfortunate concurrence of high inflation, global warming, and the upcoming solar eclipse in 2024, we all had to raise our tuition by $10,000. Plus, we've had to spend a ton of money building safe spaces and bathrooms for all the new genders. Sheila Johnson, 45-year-old Harvard student working on her ninth degree, said she's excited for her loans to be forgiven, but worries about the ever-increasing cost of education. I'm nervous I might need to leave school one day to get a job and start paying my loans. Hopefully, President Kamala Harris can find a way to solve this problem. At publishing time, Moneybags invited the press corps to his summer home in the Hamptons to show off the new helipad he installed next to his swimming pool. Babylon B, ladies and gentlemen. Boy, are they right on the money. Stay with us. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.